I like I like your your what do you call it? man cave or podcast there whatever area you got behind it's a pretty pretty cool setup. Yeah, yeah, man. I um I spent some time on it, man, trying to get it uh get it up to par, you know. But uh, yeah, man. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Corey Bosmer, a person that runs a social media football page on Facebook and Twitter, known as Football for Kentucky PBA. Today's guest is a well known high school coach. What's the name of your school again, Kurt? Coronado High School in San Diego, California. Coronado. Yeah, head coach at Coronado High School out in California. How are you doing today, Mr. Hines? I'm blessed, thank you. It was uh, We had a great game last night. A lot to work on, but we came away with the W, so uh, I'm doing well. Yeah. So I want you, uh, for the folks out there that know who you are, most of the folks know you. How did you get, I guess you can say, famous, quote-unquote, on social media? What, like, made you break out as far as that goes? What was the starting point for that? I'll, I'll, I'll give credit to, to uh, the Twitter platform and to my wife. I, uh, I When Twitter came out, I think was like the first four or six years, give or take. I wanted nothing to do with it because I just didn't see the purpose. And my wife, who's my best friend, she goes to every game. She would come to the away games, and by the time we were leaving the locker room, she was already home watching the highlights of you know the other teams. So I would always text her or call her and say, hey, who won this game or who won that game? And she said, hop on Twitter and just follow this guy that runs the account for New Hampshire and this guy that runs that, you know, has all the scores. So I, I hopped on Twitter and uh, started posting some videos, and they seem to connect with a you know, good number of people and it's kind of gone from there. It's, it's been a cool thing just to connect with people like yourself and you know, people literally throughout you know, the United States, Canada, Europe and uh, just talk football, talk life. So it's, uh, it's, it's been a pretty cool vehicle to, uh, to help me share what I believe is a, is a message that, you know, that, that's important to certain people and to learn a lot from others. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I want to say, yeah, I'm trying to remember what video it was, but you, you were talking, to, I think it might have just been a pregame speech to your team and I had seen it on Twitter, like reshared it. Somebody did that. Uh, I know. I was like, man, I gotta reach out to this guy. That was some pretty cool stuff. And um, it's like you said, social media is a very powerful tool, and you can utilize it to your full advantage if you know how to use it right. So, with uh, being known in the social media world, especially in the social media world of football, how do you, being known as you are, um, manage that? Sit aside from just being the regular Kurt. Hines himself and the regular coach that Kurt is because I know that's got to kind of be tough sometimes on you because players know that you're known how do you handle that yeah you know it, it, it's funny it just so happened last we just came off a bye week uh, last weekend um, in the game before that our starting center and Mike linebacker fractured his ankle so he just had surgery he's done but uh, his mother had shared private message with my wife and I and shared that he went to the doctor and the doctor mentioned he knew me or knew of me through social media and podcasts and uh, I guess he asked JT, he said, you know, what, what's he like in real life? And she, with permission, I shared it. So I'm paraphrasing, but she said that her son JT, who's one of our senior captains, he said starting center and Mike Linebacker, said he's exactly who you see online. You know, Coach Hines is Coach Hines with, with us, and he's not any different than what you see online. And that, that meant and means the world to me because I don't, you know, the young men and young women we coach, I know you know this as well as I do, they're not dumb, they're smart. And, and they'll see right. through phony, they'll see through fake, and we try to be someone or not they're gonna they're gonna pick up on that and i respect it so how i manage it is truly as, as corny as this may sound i, I just try to be myself you know that the funny thing was we, we, we played a very tough team last night we ended up coming away with a w and we're 
walking through and they had this big freaking dude, number 88, I'm walking through shaking hands and hey, great job. And he goes, oh, I follow you on. And he mentioned a few platforms. I could hear some of my players behind me just kind of laugh or whatever. I think the cool thing is, is, you know, we're four and two right now. You know, when, when we lose a game, I, I think as a coach, especially, but players as well, you can go through, shake hands, look in the eye and say, hey, great game. Congratulations. When you lose, just like you do when you win, it's, you know, being known, if you will, on social media is, is not going to do anyone any good if I act a different way or I'm a different person behind closed doors with our players or when we lose a game against other teams. So it's, it's, it's a blessing to be able to, you know, share as I do on the platform things that I mentioned that are important to me that I think resonate with others. And then to have opposing coaches and players, whether we win or lose, see the same person, not, not see someone that's going to throw a tantrum or fit when we lose. So I want to talk about uh, what was it that went on last year, that situation? I think it was last year. One of your all's uh, sports teams at the school. How, like, when something, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm talking about now. <laughs> so when something like that happens, because it was, it was pretty pretty serious, how, how do you handle something like that? Players' emotions, coaches' emotions, parents' emotions, everybody at that school has emotions. Being in the position that you are, people naturally are, are going to levitate to you for answers. How do you handle something like that when something serious happens? Yeah, great question, Corey. Real quick backstory for your, your listeners that may not know. It was during the basketball season. Basketball team won a huge playoff game, and someone from town brought tortillas and said to some of the players, hey, when you win, throw these you know, up in the air. It's a way to celebrate. And I'm not going to get into the political part of it, whether or not it was premeditated by the guy that brought them, what the intentions were. But the players that threw them, not only threw them up in the air, but threw them towards the other team. Not good in any way, shape, or form. What happened, I wasn't at the game. It was a basketball game. I wasn't at the game. But immediately, I started getting attacked on social media. Our school got attacked. You know, Coronado's racist. And first of all, I don't think there's a single school in the country. I've never, I've never been to one as an opposing coach or a coach there. I don't think there's a school that's racist. Do I think there are individuals? 100%. Do I think players and coaches? Absolutely. At different schools throughout. My response to my team, first and foremost, was there's going to be a greater spotlight on us now more than ever. We right. just have got to continue to be who we claim to be win with class, lose with class, and make sure everything we do is not different and not say, hey, we're under the microscope now, let's change some things. Just keep being who we are. For, for, the, for the people, and most of them were people that have no idea who I am or we've never met face-to-face, who said, what are you going to do right now? My response was, A, it wasn't the football team. And that, I'm not pushing that off to the basketball team. I, I said, we did have, and we do have some players that are basketball players as well. But my response is, what I'm going to do is continue to try to lead by example and love and empower everyone we play everyone we play against, everyone we coach, and use this horrible situation as an opportunity when the spotlight's on you to continue to do things the right way. Um, as a matter of fact, we had a, a parent in the stands last night, one mom who was trying to steal the ear of my wife and just yapping to her all night. <laughs> she, she brought up uh, an issue that her son shared was happening with our program, uh, which I hadn't heard about. So I addressed it first thing this morning before we started breaking down any film, before I talked about anything else. And I said, listen, we, we've got to address this right now. I said, if you are the individual I didn't want to call the young man out and if you're the individual that someone claimed is doing this or if you had a part of it or if you're being you know the victim if you will come to me right after practice not Monday not Tuesday come to me right away let's address this here now not sweep anything under the rug and no one came to me that doesn't mean it's not happening but I think in, in your question about what happened last year or anything that happens here and now I think our job as coaches as leaders is to address it head on and not try to sweep it under the rug not say hey that's a star player we have to kind of let's how can we snake around 
this. But just address it head on. And when, when there's blame to be taken and when there's apologies to be made, act on that. And if not, don't get defensive. You know, the, the, some people that were attacking me saying, hey, you know, the basketball team's racist, which I don't think they are. We have a lot of uh, mixed, you know, nationalities and, and, and races on the team as we do on the football team. But when the kids started attacking me and uh, just control the controllables. I, I can't control how someone thinks about me. I can just control who I am and how I am to and with other people. So I think when that happens, just can't fix everyone's problems. There's always going to be, for lack of better words, haters out there that, you know, are going to try to pin us or paint us in a certain way. Just keep yeah. being, just keep being who you are and stand by it. Definitely. I like what you said. That makes me think of a, a, a quote that my grandma said to me all the time. I can't help how you feel about me. Amen. Yeah, it, it's control the controls. We, we, we've got to, without getting preach you to your audience or to you, but my faith is everything to me. We, we got to, at the end of the day, look ourselves in the mirror, but answer to God. We might fool the whole world along the path, you know, as the poem, the saying goes, but it's the man in the mirror. You know, who can we be eye and, and who are we going to answer to when our days are done and just take it from there? No, that, that, that's that's definitely correct. I know you recently experienced something tragic. Yeah. We don't have to really go in full detail. That's upon you, so I, I, I go around it without getting too specific. When you have something tragic happen, as you did, because, you know, what people fail to realize, social media known, or just known in general, any walk of life, people tend to forget that you're still human. We still have feelings and all that. How have you been able to endure, get past the pain, and carry on with your life, experiencing what you experienced? Yeah, the tragic thing you're talking about is our loss two weeks ago, right? The football game? I'm just kidding. No, it's, uh, yeah, the, the, the passing of my father. You know, it, it, it's funny, that, and I appreciate it. I love the way you said that, Corey. Well, I was talking to my fourth graders about this on Friday. Just, just yesterday, we had, we had uh, last night, I teach at a private Christian school. I, at Coronado is a public school, but I teach at a private Christian school and coach at Coronado, which is a public school. But we were talking about faith and whatnot, and I shared with my class, I said, you all know, because I missed, you know, the, the back-to-school night. I didn't miss the first day of school, but an event prior to that. So my dad passed away. I said, it was the hardest thing I've ever faced in my 51 years thus far. But my message to them, and I guess my answer to you is be transparent. I think, you know, as far as social media, if we're going to use it for good, we, we've got to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. If we only put our A game up there, people are going to either think that we're not real, which we all are, or some people that we're trying to really empower and bless people are going to think, oh, so-and-so, he doesn't have or she doesn't have challenges. And we all do. We all get punched in the face. Yep. And for me, the blessing of having my father pass was he was an active, loving father for 51 years. He died at the age of 81. And I was blessed to have a great relationship with him. That's a long That's a long life, though. That's, 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 that's a lot of quality years, man. Quality years. And, and I'll tell you, he, uh, the last 10 years or so, my mother's, you know, God willing, still alive right now um he took care of her her health is not great and he spent the better part of 10 years talking about servant leadership just just doing everything for her yeah and I, I saw a change in him as the years went on he was always loving but he was always black or white you know it was either black or white if you disagreed you were wrong and i don't fault him for that but as i as the years went on i saw him become more and more humble in what he did more and more loving and for me it's, it's the hardest part was and still is you know i i started getting a little tear i drive to practice this morning i've coached high school football for 25 years now after 25 years whether i was an assistant or a head coach i would call my father on a saturday morning on the way to practice or a coaches meeting and talk about the game before he's been on the huddle account watching our plays watching the games and i still go to pick up the phone on when i help my truck to call him i'm like yeah oh, crap i can't so i call my mom who i love just as much but she, she respectfully doesn't care about football she doesn't know much about the game so there, there's a hole in that the blessing i don't know if you know this Corey, um is my son we have three dollars 
hours, my wife and I, and my son, who I had to coach against in high school when I was the head coach in New Hampshire, we had to play against his team his junior and senior year. So that was tough. But he's now actually coaching on our staff with us. So I, I, I know my dad would get a kick out of that. And, and whether he's smiling down from heaven or what, I, I believe he's up there, you know, where, wherever heaven is. I, I, I've got to, I think through all tragedies, you realize that everything happens for us, not to us. Even the hardest things, yeah. even the times you get punched square in the face, there's a lesson to be learned. There's something to be gained from that. So, uh, yeah, when I, when I put a video out there after he passed, I think it was a day or two afterwards, I was like a 13-year-old schoolgirl, you know, sobbing, swollen, snot bubbles. And when I put the video out there, I think it was more for me and my healing or whatever, but blown away with not just the very heartfelt condolences, but the number of people that sent me private messages, people I'd never met. There was one woman, and I wouldn't say her name if I remembered it, which I don't, but she had messaged me on Twitter and said, my husband and I hadn't talked to her son in like 12 or 14 years because of a falling out. And she, yeah. I guess she sent the video to her son, and he called them. So I'm like, you know, that, that that's a cool thing. I, I don't know the woman, don't know the family, yeah. but I think sometimes if we allow ourselves to be transparent, it can be a greater blessing and benefit to people that we may never even meet. No, definitely. Um, one thing that I always try to teach people, especially players, whoever, uh, I always try to preach mental health, especially when you go through tragedies, like we just got done talking about you going through, and the ability to help yourself carry on through stuff like that, and, and obtain a, a healthy mental health, is talking about stuff. You know, there's a stigma, especially amongst young young men and women athletes, not athletes or not athletes, about not talking about feelings. I, I want to ask you your opinions. We got a few minutes left on this quick quick addition. How important it is, especially in this day and age, of young athletes, non-athletes, to talk about stuff when stuff isn't making them feel good. Yeah, I, I think it's huge. You, I, you hit the nail on the head, in my opinion. I think there's a stigma out there. Men or women, young or old, 18, 48, anything. Hey, if you've got a mental health issue, or, or not even a mental health issue, if you're struggling with something internally, man up, deal with it. No, I, I think manning up, for lack of better terms, is having the courage to put yourself out there. Not Thank you. I love that. You know, so many people say, you shouldn't be like that. Be a man. No, being a man is letting people know when you feel lesser of a man, yeah. when you're going through something. It takes a real man to show emotion. That's something I'll live by. Amen. I'll probably take to the grave. Showing emotion shows you're a true man or a woman, you know, whichever. Um, Absolutely. And I, I think it's healthy for us from a coaching standpoint. It's healthy for athletes to say, I don't think enough coaches realize, and I'm not saying we deserve it, but how many of our athletes kind of put us on a pedestal and think, oh, that coach so-and-so has it figured out coach so-and-so is this yeah we might have certain things figured out but we're all dealing with something we're all have a personal demon struggle challenge whatever you want to call it and i think when we can be transparent enough and say hey i'm struggling right now like, like right now I, I i'm struggling with my personally i'm not struggling with my marriage right now but we say i'm struggling with my marriage or my finances or my psyche or whatever it is it does something for us when we put it out there but it blesses other people also to say hey listen you know we, we got to do this thing called life together and i i always equate it you know we would never look Look at a professional or collegiate or high school athlete, male or female, that is asthma asthmatic, and say, just breathe. We'd say, no, use your inhaler. There, there, there are things out there to help you. If someone's diabetic, we wouldn't say, you know, just get over it. We'd say, no, take your medicine, take your insulin, whatever it is. If someone has a mental health issue, I think sometimes people say, just snap out of it, just be happy. Never has been that easy, never will be. And we've got to be there for each other. We got exactly a little less than two minutes before you have to get off here and start doing something else. If you could give one piece of advice out there to the folks, uh, what would it be and why? Uh, I'm, I'm going to cheat and give two. One, be yourself. Don't try to be a copycat of someone else. Be yourself. The world needs you. The world doesn't need another copy or version of someone else. 
I, I, I think, man, if we woke up every day and said, I'm going to be the best version of myself, however messed up I might think that is, but be who I am and make it a goal every day to go out and bless, serve at least one other person. Man, I think we would change this change this world in a week. You know, we, we, we'd still have problems. We'd still have, you know, challenges, but be yourself and bless others. Definitely, you know, uh, one last thing. Uh, I feel like I have to piggyback off what you just said. In order to serve us, in order to serve ourselves, we have to help others. We have to serve others. People don't realize when you serve others, you know what I'm saying? You, you serve oh, yourself in the process. Yeah, it, it, it's a self. You know, I, I think for myself personally, the times that I'm, I'm in my own headspace, I'm feeling down or whatever it is, or just in a funk, you go out and bless someone else. It takes your mind off your own challenges and it doesn't dissipate them, doesn't get rid of them. Do you realize, wow, they, this isn't all about me? And in serving someone else, you're blessing them and yourself. Definitely. Coach, I want to thank you for your time. I look forward to chatting with you again soon. I'll let you go, man. You take care of Mr. Hines. And you're a blessing. I appreciate you. Take care, sir. All right, take care. Thank you.